Today's story comes to us from a mom in honor of Mother's Day. And it's not all roses and chocolates, because I know what I put my mom through, so I know being a mom isn't easy. I sat down with Shanita Smith, a mom of four, at her home in southeast Tacoma. And I'm just going to step back and let her tell it like it is. Let me get them together real quick. Uh, Abigail, didn't I see y'all go in the room, close the door? Hello? Turn your movie, turn one of your movies on and y'all sit down until I get done, okay? Did you hear me, Josiah? Our team just hold off, okay? Well, my name is Shanita Smith. I'm 34. Originally, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. You know what? My mom was, um, she was crafty. We lived in a house where we didn't have any electricity. No electricity, no water. We were poor. We was like, no, we weren't poor. We were poor. You know, we couldn't even afford the double O and the R. <laughs> My dad would go to the to the sewage line. He had a key, he had a manhole key because he worked in construction. And he would turn the water on and my mom would fill the tub up, you know. She would take the pots of water, put them on the stove and boil it. And once she boiled it, that was like our bathing water, drinking water, eating water. It was all the water we would need. But I never, ever heard her complain. She would uh, make things out of nothing. She would always have like these big buckets of flour, sugar, and rice. And each time when she would go and grocery shop, she would make sure she filled those up. Uh, Because if we ran out of food, she could always make anything when it was time to eat. Uh, My mom, she would make homemade biscuits. I mean, you can almost see the cats and the dogs almost purring around the house, you know, and... My brother's friend's like, man, your mama making biscuits. Because <laughs> my mom, when she would make her homemade biscuits, they would rise out of the pan, like buttery. I mean, all of the family would be grabbing them a biscuit. If you wasn't hungry, you was hungry by the time you got through passing out of our house, you know. I mean, that woman could just do anything in the kitchen. And, you know, but then she had to, you know, be able to do it if she had nine kids. She would tell us stories, so um, like we would be in the kitchen and uh, my mom would tell us stories about her childhood. And I remember sitting there listening to her and literally felt like we were in a movie because I could see everything that she would talk about. And even though we were poor, I had such a great childhood. I mean, we had a lot of love in our house. Excuse me. Zion, what did I ask y'all to do? And what else? And do what else? Thank you. Now close the door. Zion, I'm not going to say it again, okay? Close your door, Abigail. When I found out that I was pregnant, it was funny because I got sick and I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was what. Was what. And uh, when I went to the doctor, and the doctor told me that I was six weeks pregnant. Honestly, I was shocked. 
Because I didn't want kids. Now, isn't that fun? <laughs> I didn't want children. Um, in my mind, it was like I had a plan of what I wanted to do. And being pregnant was not in the plan right then, you know? I was like, okay, so should I be feeling different, you know? And my husband at the time, he was like, well, look like we better start preparing. The whole time while I was pregnant, I didn't want her. I did not want my daughter. Um, I would feel her move, but I would be so disconnected from her because I didn't want her, you know? And I would be just so sick with her. Oh, my God. I was so sick where the doctors was telling me, Shanita, you have to eat. And I was like, I can't keep anything on my stomach. I couldn't. And um, I remember I was, it was a Sunday morning. I went to church. And my sister went to the restroom with me because I was getting sick and I was throwing up. And all of a sudden as I was throwing up, blood just went everywhere. And I told my sister, I said, Shell, I said, um, is this normal? And I remember on my, my way, riding to the hospital, it dawned on me that I could actually lose her. Because my sister said, Shanita, you might be having a miscarriage. And I was riding, and all of a sudden, I started to pray. And I asked God, I'm about to get teary-eyed. <laughs> I asked him to forgive me for not wanting her. And I told him, I said, if you would allow her to live, I love her. And I made it to the hospital. And the doctor came in and, um, and he said, it's old blood. He said, the baby's healthy. She's okay. And I remember leaving the hospital like, oh, my God, God, you answered my prayer. And after that, I fell in love with my baby. The first night that we brought her home, I couldn't sleep because I was constantly checking on her to make sure she was breathing. I would get up and I would just, you know, listen to her and I would watch to see if her back was going up and down, make sure she was breathing. Uh, put my hand by her nose to see if I could feel a little breath, you know. <laughs> Hold on. Hey! Hey, who is that? Josiah, didn't I tell you go in the room? Huh? Yeah, so before I got married, I always desired to go to college and to finish college. No one, I had never seen anybody go to college and actually finish it. You know, things, you know, happen differently. Everybody in life, you know, sometimes don't go A, B, C, D. Sometimes it's A, F, G, Z, D, you go back to B, you know? <laughs> I got married when I was 22, and I had my kids and everything. And uh, after I had my final child, I still had the dream of finishing school. I always wanted to go into counseling. It was in 2010 when I decided I was going to go back. And I was so nervous and so scared, you know, because I was like, man, Shanita, you know you went to college before and didn't do too good, you know. <laughs> so you sure you want to do this? And I was like, man, I believe I can do this. 
And while I was going to get my AA degree, um, I was going through a divorce. For his taste, I had definitely became too empowered. Um, but he was reading it wrong. It wasn't that I was trying to uh, take from him, but it was to add to him. And so I had to choose between my marriage or my schooling. And that was one, uh, it was a difficult choice. I knew that I had to make that choice, you know, because I couldn't allow my children to see me give up. It's challenging, but it's rewarding. At the same time, uh, the challenging part comes when um, I come home and um, I've been to school myself and then I'm picking up all the kids, then having to come home and cook dinner and do homework. Then have them take their baths, get their school clothes out, put them to bed, and then finally do my homework, you know, and then eat because I haven't ate yet. Um, and start it all over again every day. And at one point in time, especially like after I had my separation, my divorce from my ex-husband, um, I had no idea how I was going to do this. And sometimes I would be upset and mad and be like, God, I told you I didn't want any children. My oldest daughter, she would come in and be like, Mom, just sit down. Don't worry. I got it, Mom. I'm going to make everybody's plate. Don't worry about it. You just sit down. You relax. You rest, Mom. You had a long day. This is how my oldest daughter talked to me. She's 11 years old. And sometimes I would be so exhausted to where I would have to take her advice. And I would lay on the couch and fall out. And she'll make sure she get the food. she tell her, brother, you need to go and get your clothes out and get your side clothes out. I got Zion's clothes. She will orchestrate everything. And then as I'm trying to come out of my sleep, she said, Mom, it's okay. We got it. Everybody's taking a shower. Everybody's getting ready to get out and put the clothes on. And, yeah, we're okay. She always chimed in on when I really need it. And it was. It was difficult, you know. And I would pray and cry every night, asking God to help me. But I'm going to say this here. Now we have a schedule. It has become more manageable than it was from the beginning. Um, now I'm not telling God I didn't want no kids no more. And now I'm actually thanking God for my kids. If I would have given up, I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't be right here getting ready to graduate this summer with my bachelor's degree. And allowing my children to see the adversities that I went through, but yet still pushed on. I told my daughter, uh, she didn't know I was graduating, my oldest daughter. And I told her, I said, well, Abigail, I said, I'll be graduating this summer. And she turned around and looked at me. She said, Mom, you finna graduate from school? I said, yeah. She bust out in tears and I was not ready for that I was like why are you oh my god are you okay Abigail are you all right 
She said, Mommy, I'm just so happy. And didn't know that my daughter was watching me like that. That mean the world to me. Music in today's episode of Destiny and Grit by Ketza. My oldest is Abigail. She is 11. Yeah, 11. Um, I want to be a doctor and help children and parents. Some people are sick and you don't want them to be sick and, and their parents have to pay for all the medicine. Our tan is 10. When I grow up, I would like to be a police officer. And why? Because, um, well, since she gets older, i be able to check on her and see what's going on or whatever. Like my mom, she can just call me and I'll just be right there coming to the house to see if anything's right or wrong. You know, just being a police, checking out what's going on and, you know, make things right. Zion is six. And what do you want to be when you grow up? Like my mom. And Josiah is four. Uh, I'm going to be a drummer. And I'm going to be like my dad. And I'm going to be a doctor. So those are the ages. So you see I had to close my eyes to remember, right? Right.